You're listening to the PTO Unlimited Podcast. Welcome back to PT Unlimited Podcast. My name is Brett. This is episode 162. Josh and Alex are not here. They're on the road traveling. So I'm joined again by Dylan and Dalen. Yes, thank you guys for coming back. Um, I think this is your second show in three weeks. That's probably, not, not probably, that's the most frequent guest that uh, we've ever had. Has so it been really three weeks? Yeah. Hmm. I think Time so. Time flies. Pretty sure. Um, and the reason why you guys are on again because it's really hard to get guests because all of our other friends have families. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you coming on, I guess, the short notice. So uh, we'll get right to it. Um, okay. So a couple things. First, of course, we're going to talk about John Wick. John Wick Chapter 3 is is overperforming at the box office. Parabellum. Parabellum, yes. That's the... The subtitle, I guess. I just wanted to see if I could pronounce it. Uh, you did. Um, I went and saw it on Tuesday. You guys saw it last night. Mm-hmm. We won't do spoilers yet. I will call out when we get to the spoilers, but I want to talk about them a little bit individually and then the trilogy as a whole. So, well, first of all, did you like John Wick 3? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, so John Wick came out in 2014, and it was kind of under the radar. Nobody really knew anything about it. It was low-budget. And it just had became this cult following movie. Everybody freaking loved this movie. And then Chapter 2 came out in 2017. And again, it just kills it. And then here, 2019, we get Chapter 3. And, but, and it's just turned into this huge thing. And critically, I think it's one of the best trilogies ever made. And I actually saw a critic say that. And I'm curious what you guys think about that. As far as a certain category, like the, the best... Action movie I guess you'd have trilogy. to have to define it like that because to me one of the best trilogies ever made is Lord of the Rings and that has like action drama mm-hmm. there's no drama really in and John I mean there is in the first one a little bit between his dog and mm-hmm. his wife you know it's a little bit of drama but it's it's far more it's 85% even 90% action and 10% drama but um, you know it's just I don't even know what to say about these movies it's it's the 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 choreography is is outstanding because there I mean it's just ridiculous almost gun porn mm-hmm. but the the story is really good too you you look at it and you know you can I at least for me I could never do any of the stuff that they're doing right there that's mm-hmm. why it's so cool so I watched the special features in John in the first John Wick and the guys, the stuntmen and the fight choreographers that trained Keanu Reeves said he trained like four or five hours a day, five days a week for about months before they started shooting. I mean, that's really impressive. He did something similar just to get back into it for John Wick 3. He did like, I think, four or five separate gun trainings for like different guns. Yeah. And like every time you see him turn a corner, you can see he like he flips the gun to the side and looks around the corner mm-hmm. or like he mm-hmm. instantly straightens out his arms or whatever. Well, there was a video going around social media of him at a gun training thing, running these courses. And it's like, holy crap, is he in the military? I mean, that's how 
good he was. He's yeah. just like in sweats. And he's yeah. Like, he just, it was crazy. He was, you know, transitioning from rifles to pistols and mm-hmm. fast reloads. And like, wow, he really, you know, they really trained him well. Practice and he, makes he perfect. took it. You it know? was probably ex-military who trained him. Absolutely. Uh, well, I did watch, uh, I was watching the special features for John Wick 2. And for John Wick 2, they brought in like the top competition shooter in in the world to train him and uh and it shows he's he's really good so there's one scene in the first john wick when uh it's when vigo the the father of yosef who Mm -hmm. kills the dog he's explaining to him just what kind of guy john wick is and it is just it's a great scene because you know he's this guy he's the guy you send to kill the boogeyman and a few days after his wife dies you killed his dog and stole his car are you an idiot and i just love that scene because you really learn well how much of a badass he is but and everyone knows it everyone knows it but this guy doesn't and that's one little loophole because yosef is not a young man how has he never heard of john wick before Mm -hmm. you know because it's they're all part of this underground and you would think guy with his reputation you know that his father knows because they he worked for him. Why doesn't the son know? So, kind of a, a little bit of a plot hole, but it's okay. It still made for a great scene. Mm-hmm. John Wick Two. Um, I I never really understood the marker thing, and, t- and then I watched it a second time, and it made more sense. And then it makes even more sense when With you get the third to one. number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think number two, it just it took the the action scenes to again another level and uh really i think as far as the story goes it was it was like just your standard sequel i still think one is better than two but two is still good Mm. and they do bring the the pencil in yeah now what is funny about in the beginning of two um the brother of vigo from one is telling this other guy about john wick it's like yeah, I know the story about the pencil. He's like, with the fucking pencil, who can do that? And it's just, that was really funny. And then when John Wick's there getting his car back, he's just kind of sitting back listening, like, oh shit, when's he coming? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just really cool scene. So let's talk about John Wick 3. And we're going to hit spoilers for the next five minutes. So if you haven't seen John Wick, I got an eye on the clock. Next five minutes is going to be total spoilers for John Wick 3. So here we go. So we can do spoilers for John Wick 3, we can. but we can't do it for Infinity War or Endgame. Correct. Except we did last week. We talked about spoilers last week before, after you guys were Oh, right, right. Okay. Well, you had, really Did you have a problem? You sounded like you had a problem. With John Wick 3? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting into it right now. All right, go right ahead. So I saw the second one days before, but for not really the first time, but kind of, at least in full. Um, days before we saw it, John Wick 3, and the fight scenes seemed better in the second one, or maybe just, I don't know, I've never choreographed a fight scene, but it, right. it looked better in the second one than it felt in the third one. They, I will say, in the by the time we get to the third one, you have to do new stuff. Mm-hmm. So it starts with the knife throwing. That was funny. That was <laughs> hilarious. And when I, when I went, there was probably 15 or 20 of us in there. We were all laughing. Mm. Like the one guy, he... He throws like six knives and they all just stick in his mm-hmm. in his torso. It was hilarious. And then you had the axe throw. At the, at the end, yeah, that was good. Uh, but uh, 
and then you had the the motorcycle versus horse. Well, you had the horse first, oh my and God. then you had the motorcycle. The horse part, we were laughing at that too. That was awesome. Smacking him, and the horse is kicking the guy in the he head. He smacks him. a lot. You know, he just like hits him with his palm all the time. Mm-hmm. And it really, you could tell that it wasn't. It was a digital horse horse kick. Like it just happened too fast. Yeah. But uh, it was still really cool. And then, so, and what do you have? You have anything to say? So Not far? yet. Not yet. The the scene with Halle Berry. And the dogs. That was one of the coolest movie scenes I have ever seen. Towards the end? No, it was, it was like in right the middle. in the middle. It was, it was, it was uh, Halle Berry really wasn't in the movie all that much. When they're fighting their way out. Yeah. After okay. the guy they see shoots her dog, who took it in his little vest, mm-hmm. and she's like, you son of a bitch, and pulls out her gun, and they both then team up with the dogs, and they're fighting their way out of this palace and I'm just like, wow, you know? People in the theater laughed when she said, uh, he shot my dog. And, and John like, goes, I get like, it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. It mm. was, yeah. So I, I really, int- I can't wait for this Blu-ray to come out because I want to watch the extras to mm. see how they filmed that because it was just crazy. I think them wearing really baggy clothes helped. I noticed in a part, this, the dog was like pulling on this guy's crotch. Yes. And there was a lot of padding in the area. Sure. So they, they might have just padded the guys up and had the dogs really well trained. Sure. But it, it did look, I don't like it as much as you seem to have liked it, but it was, it was okay, I think. I think it was good. One thing that I noticed, and I think it's funny, there were so many genital attacks in that yeah. movie. <laughs> there were so many kicks. <laughs> There were so many punches. The, book the, the dogs, yeah. they were just right on it. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Um, the the first, I'm pretty sure the first kill is this seven foot dude mm. in the library, and he kills him with a book. You know, it's just another funny thing, an inanimate object that he uses as a weapon, and he gets a kill with. Um, I the, remember looking at you in the movie theater because me and Dalen went to go see it. Like we were together, mm-hmm. I looked at you. Right when that kill happened, because I wanted you to know this is going to happen for the rest of the movie. He can kill anyone with anything. With, yeah. He killed him with a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Puts the book back on the shelf. That was pretty funny. So the end, the ending was, uh, so they go back to the Continental, which you do learn a little bit more about the whole rules. and You learn a lot more. Like every, all just of his backstories the lore. in the third one. Yes. The lore, and you have the the short haired girl come from the high table to mm-hmm. deal deal out the punishments, and uh, it just it it tied it all together nicely. Even though John McFour has been announced, um, I you know they have the Continental in the first two. And you really don't understand why they're you know no business on Continental grounds and the rules and all this. I didn't really understand it. Well, I understand it now, and I did love the part where. They go back. He comes back into the vault. And he's like, "I need more firepower." Yeah, <laughs> that was cool. Um, but you know, it was it's uh, it's just it's a really fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm considering going to see it a, f- a second time, which I don't do often with movies. But it was just it was a lot of fun. You were speaking earlier on how big it became. Yes. Do you know that they partnered? Like they had a John Wick thing for Fortnite. I did see that. I don't know much about it, but uh, yes, I did see that. Is he a playable character? Is that it? I'm not sure. 
I'm not I, sure either, I didn't but play it, but I, I did see. One point I this. did see something about it. When it expands to other, you know, pop culture entertainment, things, you know that it's big, and the mm-hmm. fact that it's overperforming just it surprises me. But it doesn't because you'd think for the third one you've got your audience figured out. Well, it's, apparently it's even bigger, and people keep saying. Well, it up it up ended Endgame. Well, yeah, it did, but at the same time, Endgame's been out for a month. It's not going to stay number one the whole summer, mm-hmm. you know. And so, John Wick has enough of a following that I wasn't really surprised that it beat it out. And I'm glad that it did because they're good movies. They're I don't know if they're good movies. They're fun movies. I enjoy them. I think a lot of people enjoy them, even though they're they're pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So we are at the end of our timer. Did you want to say anything else that might spoil it? I did like the fact that right at the end they added, just when you think John Wick and you have Weston, is it? Winston. I think it's Morpheus. Ian McShane. Mm -hmm. You have Winston in the vault and then John Wick's out there and then you have the I don't know what his name is. The concierge. Yeah, the concierge. They're just killing everybody. They're defending the 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 hotel. And then you got guys with armored, whole armored body suits coming on buses. I thought that was a really good mix as well. That added something new to it for the uh, third one. Whereas just shooting them with pistols isn't good enough. No. And mm-hmm. the fact you could see him, he had to go like under the, the helmet ne- to and, the neck and every the neck single kill to, to to do it. Yeah. Um, all right, we're done with John Wick. Go see it. You should enjoy it if you like the first two. Um, but sticking with movies, Harrison Ford was on the Tonight Show this week, and he said something interesting. And it didn't really surprise me the way he said it because he's kind of taken this weird stance towards all of his iconic characters. And basically what he said was that he is the only one that can or will ever play Indiana Jones. And... I don't have a problem with that, but I, I'm like, I understand why you want that because Indiana Jones is one of those that hasn't been touched as far as wanting a reboot when Hollywood's all about reboots. And there was talk about one. There is an Indiana Jones movie supposedly Spielberg's doing that's supposed to come out like next year, maybe 2021. Um, we all assume that he's going to play Indiana Jones, but you would think they're looking to pass the torch, so to speak. Now, with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, they brought in Shia LaBeouf to play his son, and you would have thought maybe that is the passing of the torch. Mm-hmm. Well, they hated, everybody hated, I think everybody hated Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, he like looked it. old as shit in it. He like, it just, it did not look the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Indiana Jones movies except for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And I wouldn't really want anyone else playing that character because I think it is Harrison Ford's just as Han Solo was yes. Harrison Ford's. I was just going to say that too. I don't think that they did a good job character picking with the movie Solo. And that's what it's interesting about him saying this because if I remember correctly, he wanted Han Solo to die in Return of the Jedi. And of course they brought him back in Force Awakens and he's dead. So I think he wants all these iconic characters that he's played to himself to stay Harrison Ford's the only one to ever play this. So kill him off in the, in the movies, you know? So I I get it. I, I get what he means, but I just, in the event that he does die, 
you know, he can't do anything about it then, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I mean, maybe he could put something in his will, but we said off air, I don't know who owns the rights to that likeness because Paramount did the Indiana Jones movies, but, uh, I have no idea. I mean, did he have any say with the guy that played Solo? That played would, Han Solo in Solo? I would, I would doubt it because that's Disney. Oh. Imagine Disney does whatever they want mm. with their characters. And since since he technically, since Han Solo died before the movie Solo came out, you know, he obviously can't play that part. So I don't know what... Uh, problem he would have with it but what what do you guys i always thought if they're gonna recast indiana jones chris pratt was a good replacement or would be a good replacement chris pratt's really nice yeah disney owns indiana jones do they yep interesting it is interesting did you just google that yep and i should have known because we i was just in disney two months ago and they have an indiana they jones do right. always have they had that uh with the rock yeah, I didn't even think about that. But Paramount is the studio that filmed it. So, very interesting. So, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see, because he's not a young man. I can imagine CGI on his face. The entire movie would be worth it. <laughs> yeah. I think he's in his, I want to say early 70s. Yeah. All right. Any other, co- like, do you, what's your favorite Indiana Jones movie? I don't know that I've watched all of them all the way through. Ooh. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the plot of the three of them, but to pick which one I like most. But well, I if you went with the relics or the things he's chasing, the Ark of the Covenant is, in, is Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. The Temple of Doom is these three stones that keep a village alive, and they had children slaves at this mm-hmm. temple. And the third one is the... Um, Holy Grail, the cup of Christ. This is where this generational divide happens. Because yeah. <laughs> I know those movies like the back of my hand. I can't remember it. I've seen them, but I couldn't tell you any of what you just said. That's okay. So moving on, um, we'll stick with movies again. You watched you you both watched the Terminator Dark Fate trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I watched it. And I, I really couldn't make heads or tails of if this is going to be good or not. What's interesting about it is that Linda Hamilton is back as uh, Sarah Connor. Now, what I don't know, and I've seen every Terminator movie. Uh, the last one, Term- Terminator Genesis, I thought was garbage. It was just, it was unwatchable. It was it had time travel in it, didn't it? It did. Yeah, I, they I liked it. I hated it. So. As far as I know, in the timeline, Sarah Connor died after T2 because in T3, they visit her grave and it said in there she was cremated and in her actual grave was a coffin full of weapons that she had put (laughs) from her will that stored there. So I don't know how this is happening and maybe I need to, maybe there's something in Genesis that I don't remember, but, um, I, I honestly, d- I don't know. Time travel creates a huge plot hole. It, it does. Anything can happen. It does. So, which Terminator, D- Dalen, you said you have not seen them. More or less none of them, yeah. Oh, you've seen pieces. Mm-hmm. 
And what about you, Dylan? Yeah, I've seen them all. Do you remember them? Yep. Um, so T2, I don't know how good the Terminator franchise is, and it's really the back end. It's really kind of the original off. Terminator 2, right? Not one of the newer ones that... Well, there's only one T2. Oh, well... Terminator 2... There's no reboots, right? No, no. It's all... Terminator 2 is Judgment Day. And it's widely... It's arguably the best sequel ever made. And that's... In the first one, Arnold is the bad guy. Arnold, Arnold's the bad guy. In the guy. second one, he's the good one. He's the good guy. He comes back and protects young John Connor. And... Uh, the new Terminator, the T-1000, which is that liquid metal, mm-hmm. he's the bad guy. So it's it's an interesting franchise because Terminator Salvation, which happens after Terminator 3, it kind of goes back to... It doesn't really go back to the roots. It's in the future when like John post-apocalyptic Connor, future? Yes. Okay. It, the Judgment Day has happened, and so you have the resistance, the humans against the machines... John Connor is a soldier, but he's not the boss. So it's kind of before he comes to lead the resistance. But he's going to be the boss who eventually kills him, which is why they went back in time in the first place. Correct. So it's an interesting twist because all this time travel happened in the first three. People think like the the idea of John Connor is like, oh, he's the so-called prophet, but we're not sure if we really believe it. And so the leaders in place, he's kind of like the the black sheep like Mm. yeah you're john connor but kind of thing you know so um terminator salvation i loved it when it came out i'm not real sure how good it is um christian bale plays john connor and i like christian bale so Mm -hmm. i think he does a good job what's interesting about it and in this dark fate trailer is there was that part about you're human Mm -hmm. well Sam Huntington in Salvation plays like the first human Terminator. Like he thinks he's human and then he gets beat up and they see machine under and he, it was basically this plot line of salvation, right? Yes. This plot line of, they figured out how to put human tissue over these robots, but he he didn't know it. He thought he was human because he was a, he was on death row and he was scheduled to be executed, and they had this program that they wanted him to volunteer for, and he's like, yeah, do whatever. I'm dead anyway. So he, when he woke up, he thought he was human, but he was actually a Terminator. Wouldn't he figure out with like his super strength? Yes, but I don't really know if it happened. I don't oh. remember. I should remember. <laughs> but I don't. I'm so confused. There's so much time traveling. It's I think it's pretty standard in Terminator. The plot's fairly linear. Like people time travel back in the past, but like that's where we're at. Like the first one takes place in 1984, and yeah, and your the whole thing is in 1984, and then it continues from there, and like it it starts and it ends within a, co- a year at least, right? Like every like movie within a couple of days. Within a couple of days, yeah. so things happen that affect the future and the past, but your viewing time is just so present. Yeah, if you look at the timeline, the first one's in 1984 when they send the Terminator to kill Sarah, who is the mother of John. Mm -hmm. Well, that fails. So in T2, which I believe was 92, they send another Terminator. The Resistance sends a Terminator to protect John, and the machines send a Terminator to kill John. 
And that hap- that's all like a three-day span. And then in the third one, they basically, they send, the Resistance sends the Terminator, Arnold, to get John and make sure he gets to safety because Judgment Day is inevitable. So John, Sarah, and the Terminator try to stop Judgment Day, Judgment Day in T2, and they do. But then it's it comes out in T3 that Judgment Day is inevitable, so go get John and get him to this underground bunker in the in the Rocky Mountains because Judgment Day is going to happen, and Judgment Day is when the machines fire the nukes against the humans, and two-thirds of the world's population is is exterminated. And then in Salvation, you said that they discovered that the Terminators have found a way to put on human skin? Correct. But then did John know that? Or he knew that it, it was a surprise to him. He knew that it was coming because of his past. But so far, in the war that they're having, they're fighting machines. So he didn't tell anyone that he was fighting with? No, I think they know, but they haven't seen it yet. Oh. And the, the the Sam Huntington character is the first one. And when he sees it, he's like, oh, it's it's coming. Something big's going down. And that's the second part of the movie. Now, I hope I did a good job recapping that. I haven't watched any of them in a while, so I did that all from memory. I think it makes sense now. Yeah. I was totally confused when you first started. I remember the first time I watched T2. I blew my mind. I was a kid. I shouldn't have been watching it. It was rated R. But I think I watched it on TV, so it was edited. Hmm. But, uh, it's. I mean, there's no doubt that it's it's Arnold's character, and he plays it really well, which it's funny because it doesn't require a lot of acting depth. He He <laughs> keeps coming back every single movie. He does. He's... He's it's his character, and uh, well, he was not. Well, he was in Genesis. He he was not in Salvation, but a, yeah, CG, a CGI Arnold was. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, it, it and it looked like the 1984 Arnold. So it was cool. Bodybuilder, yeah, Arnold. But bodybuilder Arnold. So that's all. I think that's all the movie stuff that I have. Um, We'll hit a little... No, we got one more. And I have a problem with this. So, Sonic is being delayed. The Sonic movie is being delayed. Because they're reanimating what he looks like. Reanimating him. Hmm. And I have a problem with this because, once again, the internet whines and people are in the studio gives in. Once again, what's a recent okay, past? Okay, so I'm glad you asked. Well, th- there's no shortage of internet whining. Yeah. But but the other side giving in, that's more rare. And the biggest one, I think, because I think it's the first one, is the Mass Effect 3. It was a movie? No, it was a video game. Oh, yeah. But the diehard Mass Effect fans hated the ending so much that they petitioned EA to have the ending changed, and they did. They changed it. How did how do you change an ending in a video game after it's I already think, been released? I think it's a patch. Okay, so I, you play through I'm, the last level over again. I'm pretty sure it was changed. Yeah, I know it was a very big deal, hmm. and that it, it had never happened before with video games. You know, well, I thought Mass Effect ha- had a ton of you choose your own kind of like choices. It does, but I th- so think wouldn't there be multiple endings? There probably is, but there's only. 
I've never played Mass Effect 3 or 2 even. I played mm-hmm. the first one. I don't know enough about the ending and why people hated it. I just know that I I guess they were expecting this huge grandiose finish to Shepard's trilogy and the one they got, you know, people hated Sucked. and really complained about it. So what this tells me about Sonic is that the movie executives think this this movie is only in a niche market. It's only projected to make so much money. So if we don't make these changes, people are not going to go see this movie and we're going to we're not going to make any money on it. So they think that the, the amount of people who would not see it just because of the CGI that they used is high enough that their overall it's, it's going to hinder their profit. Yeah, they wouldn't get as yes. much profit. So like it's worth going back and cuz like CGI is not cheap. You got hours of labor. It's not cheap. Plus now you're looking at you're, you're, they're delaying the movie, which means those earnings are going to be in a different quarter. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I don't know why they would do this if if it wasn't just because in order to make any money on this, we need to please the actual Sonic fans that are going to go see this movie. Was it, it really that bad? Well, I didn't think so, but I'm not a huge Sonic fan. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, I, I played the games when I grew up, but like, I wasn't super into them. I didn't have a problem when I first saw it. It, I, it seemed fine. I mean, it was weird, but this it was is the first time. It's a CGI time that, Sonic. You yeah, know this, how bad could it be? This is the first time, too, that you're seeing CGI Sonic. Everything else has been strictly animated. animated. Absolutely. So, I mean, I don't really care that they're doing this, except that they are giving in to the whining internet again. Now, where, I guess my point is, where does it stop, you know? Now, again, this is low enough niche that it isn't really going to scratch the surface, but we know that people, Game of Thrones fans, were not happy with the ending of Game I of Thrones. I haven't seen the last episode. Well, so I if you know anything I about don't it. have any idea, but I know they weren't happy about it, and they actually did petition HBO to redo the eighth season with competent writers, is, I believe, redo the, the word. What is that going to do? They've already came out with the eighth season. Because, well, they'll. It's I mean, not it's, already, it's already happened. I, mean, I they, uh, that's exactly right. I mean, do you really want HBO to refilm an eighth season just because you didn't like the way it ended? All the actors have already said their goodbyes, and like I know exactly. it's it's a heartfelt moment when people who have been working together for that long have to just have to yeah, give it I up. I mean, it's a job, and for, then to come back and do it again. It's a it's an actual job for more like ten years because. They didn't put out a season every year, mm-hmm. you know? And also, this has come up before, but the internet whining wasn't as prevalent when The Sopranos ended. Have you ever watched The Sopranos? No. Do you know anything about The Sopranos? Never heard of it. So apparently at the end of... You've never heard of The Sopranos? Oh, nope. my God. Now I feel old. I mean, you the guys musicians. always make me feel... No, no. no. The, the mob show from HBO. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I'm not super into mob shows. He, like certain types I of know shows, you're not, just don't. But it was it was one of HBO's first huge hits when they got into their original programming. Okay, but when it ended, their main character, like it, I don't really know this scene, but it it just went black all of a sudden, like right in the middle, it just went black. People thought their cable went out when mm. it was aired, and they didn't understand it. A lot of them didn't like it, but they just accepted that that's how it ended. They didn't. Wine on the internet and petition for a new ending, you know? How long see. ago was this? Oh, shoot. 
probably the mid two thousands. So when you were so the internet a wasn't young huge child, then. <laughs> it wasn't it. Well, there was no social media yet, mm-hmm. which to me that's the beginning of when the internet had so much influence. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I I don't know. You know where where's the line, and will there be a line? I mean, every show that is a hit show that or even movies we don't like it change it you know somebody's not gonna like it you know there's gonna be a group of people who don't like it no matter what you do i saw a petition for uh there who's the guy who's gonna be the next batman or who might be pattinson there's a petition to get him not as the batman not even for a new guy just a yeah and that annoys me too and i always and i've said this on this show before i always go back to when they cast heath ledger as the joker everybody hated that decision Mm -hmm. and then now don't they love him? Everybody freaking loves his performance as a Joker. So people get bent out of shape about castings mm. and they just shouldn't, you know, because you don't know what that person's going to do. And and Heath Ledger is the perfect example of that. What's the studio that's putting out Sonic? I don't know. Because it might depend. Like if, if the next Star Wars movie comes out and people just absolutely hate it, I doubt that Disney would respond to a petition of... Any, I don't think people have really liked the past two stars. Well, yeah, I know. Just it. It. Yeah. Episode eight. I think it was mixed, but I hated episode eight. I've heard a lot. Of I that, don't yeah. think everybody hated it, but it wasn't universally loved like most. Well, even the episode one and two weren't universally loved, but there's enough people that do love it, and it really didn't hurt Star Wars as a whole. Hmm. I mean, even it's Star Wars is weird because even when. Even if you love Star Wars, but you hate certain movies, you still love Star Wars. Well, three or four, five, and six came out, and then there was a long wait, and everybody was super excited. This isn't from personal experience, but everybody was super excited to go see one, two, and three, and they kind of flopped from right. expectations, at least. And then people still yes. came out. And some of the newer Star Wars are some like are top ten in box office gross. Yeah. yeah. So like, it doesn't really matter what they do; people are going to go see it. Yep, I agree. That's why. Yeah, I mean. It, they don't try to make bad movies. Right. But maybe they're not as concerned with where the story goes because they're going to sell movie tickets regardless, mm-hmm. you know? So it's it's kind of annoying, but we're we allow it to happen because we go see the movies no matter what. You know, I've seen every Star Wars movie in theaters. Mm-hmm. And even though I hated 8 and I didn't prefer Episode seven, it was okay, but I didn't love it. I, you know, it's just you're gonna go see it. I mean, it could be a good thing that people are being listened to because there's a, a huge controversy on games like EA. Right now, I I wouldn't buy a game that EA put out. I I just wouldn't unless mm-hmm. it's been out for a year and it's got everything that everybody already knows everything about it. Then I might get it if it's like gonna be a classic. And why is that? Because they just they have such a bad reputation now, at least probably after Mass Effect of loot of, boxes. That's well, that the was most a big thing. Yeah, it's just it's pay to win walls, and yes, like if you yes. don't dish out more money, then you get half a story. Well, Battlefront Two came under major scrutiny oh, yeah. for that. Um, Sh- uh, Shadow of War, which was the sequel to Shadow of Mordor, it was kind of scrutinized for for having major uh, pay to win situations. The I mean, the thing about it is, if you want that stuff out of it, don't buy it. You have to vote with your wallet. If they don't make money because people are not going to buy it because they don't like this thing, that will help change it. It's it's kind of like that. So, like, if they put out a Sonic movie and people 
don't like it. They don't go see it. They don't buy it on DVD. How many years is it going to be until they make a new another well, remake? That's if that's right. better I mean, than that one, that's right. the difference between movies and video games. Right. I mean, movies, it's a one shot. Okay, you went and saw it in theater and hated it, so you're not going to buy the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But with video games, you, you can, can watch a re- you can watch a review. Yeah. And I think most outlets do a really good job at saying, yeah, we know your budget is limited. This is worth your sixty dollars, or it's not. You can drink water. It's okay. Oh, my my water bottle makes a really weird sound. No. <laughs> that's, that's I think. Fine. Do you know if Anthem is EA? It is. It is okay. So that game flopped hard, and yeah, I was did. gonna buy it because one of my friends did, and some of his friends did, but I didn't just because at the time my budget wasn't quite there. And if I if I did get it because I was thinking about it, I, I probably would have hated my decision. So I'm glad you brought that up because I. My own question for you guys, I try to support the studios by paying full price for a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Spider-Man, God of War, Ghost Recon good Wildlands, video games. good video games. Right. If it's a game that I love, I will. I do not have a problem paying the $60. Mm-hmm. But if it's, a, if it's a subpar game, I just won't. And that's where services like Game Pass I really like because... I mean, technically, Microsoft puts all their first-party stuff on Game Pass now, which means I'll never have to pay full price for Gears of War or Halo again, or Forza, which I mm-hmm. love. I love all three of those games or those franchises. But I'm paying them, you know, $120 a year to Ooh, have this service where I can geez. pay them. Well, that's two games. You're paying $120, which is two video games. Imagine if you could only buy two video games a year. True. Versus yeah. playing how many? You can play... There's there's hundred plus titles on Game Pass, which is at least five or six that you'd actually enjoy. And right? how how recent, like what what's the time span? Didn't you know a game comes out last month and it's already on Game Pass? So or it no? really depends on licensing and sales. Probably popularity but too. Like just just for instance, Just Cause Four came out in December, and mm-hmm. by March it was on Game Pass. But which is well, a bit of and, a wait. and the first party stuff. But that doesn't mean you won't like it though. Correct. The first party stuff, it's available day one on Game Pass, mm-hmm. which is great. No waiting period. So, like, we know you pay for this this uh, Game Pass service, but if you want to play our games now, you got to pay full price for them. And play- then we'll put them on. Mm-hmm. PlayStation has something like that as well. Uh, I just don't PS think that. Now? Yeah. It's, PS Now? It's not nearly as good as Game Pass. I don't think it is because yeah. I haven't seen any really, really recent titles. Yeah. So, um, I don't remember how I got on that, but basically, customer review. Okay, yeah, I mean, how uh, stern should the, all the be? gaming podcasts that I listen to, which is really only one or two now, mm. they always say, you know, if you don't like the trend of the industry, which right now is is kind of microtransactions, or at least it was. Battle Royale is the big trend now. Don't buy them, you know, and. I guess that you could argue don't buy them full price. Sure. Maybe you red box them. You play them a little bit if you well, really like, want to try it. I still want to play Anthem. Like I still, every time I see it, I'm like, well, I wouldn't mind trying this game out because I played the demo, but like no way I'm going to support a studio that does that. Yeah. But like I wouldn't mind if my friend, hey, give me a copy. But then I'm still a part of the player base that's playing and they get a lot of revenue off of just having a player base in general. Sure. sure. I have a, I have had, maybe not so much anymore because I just don't care, but I had a problem with Activision. And I guess my biggest problem with Activision is 
they still charge ridiculous, like 30, if you wanted to buy Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, if you wanted to buy the digital copy of that on 360, it's still $30. Wow. The game is 12 years old, and it's still $30. Wow. That's outrageous. Are there any, like, competitions that people do on that game that are big? Because, like, Overwatch has a huge league and it's like a three-year-old game that you can buy for 40 bucks yeah so like i mean they update it all the time i i would assume i mean i don't know how how active the servers are i mean call of duty modern four modern warfare was was huge it it kind of redefined what call of duty is Mm -hmm. for the next it's still going honestly and modern warfare 2 was huge too and then you had black ops come along so it's just Activision. They they know that their cash cow is Call of Duty because every year Call of Duty is the best selling game. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever version comes out, that's the best selling game. And the fact that they think we put one out every year, but the 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 game that came out twelve games ago, we're still charging a, a premium basically what, for half it. price. Half price of new at twelve yeah. years old. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's plus it's a it's a generation older. It's the mm-hmm. last generation of consoles. We're still charging thirty. My opinion, I know they're digital, so it, it costs them nothing to maintain. Mm-hmm. You know, they should they should be ten, ten bucks, maybe fifteen because it's Call of Duty. That's just that's me. I I don't know. I guess like I said, since it's digital, they don't care if they sell any copies. So hey, if we sell a copy at thirty dollars, cool. But are it's we going to sit sell, there in the store. Exactly. Are we, it's taking up no space. Are we going to sell more copies because it's $15 versus 30 Probably not. So we'll just keep it at 30 Maybe it's just like the one guy who wants to buy it would buy it at any price because he just wants it versus, oh, I, I might want to try this game, sure. but I'm not going to because it's $30. Right. And, you know, that's they've made their money on a 12-year-old Call of Duty game. Right. So what, what do they care really if it se- sells? But since we're talking about Call of Duty... I uh, saw an article this week that the rumored title of 2019's Call of Duty, I think it's 2019's Call of Duty, is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And who's the studio that's making it? I believe it's, oh boy, there's three different studios that do Call of Duty. Infinity Ward. I think it's Infinity Ward. Sledgehammer and Activision. Well, no, Activision's a publisher. Infinity Ward, Treyarch. Oh, Treyarch, yes. What was the one you other said? Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer, yes. So I think Treyarch does Black Ops. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Infinity Ward did the original Modern Warfare, mm-hmm. and it was it was great. But <laughs> the fact that it's called Call of Duty Modern Warfare, it's obviously not Modern Warfare Four, which is what people thought it was going to be. Mm. So now they're getting to the point where they know they need to come back to Modern Warfare, but drop the numbers, which is the next Black Ops probably not going to have a number and they're just going to go to the next call of duty this this year is a modern warfare title so it makes me think that it's just a franchise that you forget about the numbers it doesn't matter i mean there really isn't there's no story that continues over you know like well they are putting they are putting campaigns back so Black Ops 4 did not have a campaign it was multiplayer only mm. but that was Treyarch though it was Treyarch cuz every but I think that's yeah. an Activision thing. Like, we give you the budget to make this video game. Stop using resources on campaign because mm-hmm. less than 50% or whatever the number is, I don't know, 
even play the campaign, let alone mm-hmm. finish it. And I mean, I totally get that. You have X amount of resources, put it where people you're gonna make your money, exactly. which is now at the same time they make a ton mm. of money. And they're I was I always liked the Call of Duty campaigns, yeah. and that's that's really all I played because I wasn't any good at the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. But I understand if ten percent of your player base is playing the campaign and only five percent are finishing it. You're not going to put major resources with storytelling into the campaign. It I mean, makes me sad. The first one, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, was the first Call of Duty I ever really got into, and that one I loved the campaign. That yeah. was probably one of the better campaigns of the series. And when Black Ops came out, I went through that whole campaign. But by the time probably Modern Warfare Three came out, I just didn't care. I guess yeah, I just yeah. went to it for multiplayer. So maybe the, I'm part of the problem. The Modern Warfare Three campaign was was okay. It wasn't great. But uh, I don't know. People say because of battle royales and, and online matchmaking that single player games are dead. Well, then you got games like God of War from last year they and Spider Man. Yeah. Sometimes just, you just, just don't want to play with people. I agree. Yeah. Totally agree. And and I mean, some people like the story. Like uh, I brought up Overwatch earlier. That you have to look for a story for that. Like you got to be paying attention. And then Apex has almost no story besides like the one. Uh, little cartoon thing that they made for it. And I mean, I played that game kind of quite a bit. It'd be nice if it had some story to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've kind of retired the playing with people. Even co-op, I don't always love. I'd rather just play whatever game I'm playing at my own pace. You know, mm-hmm. call, um, Ghost Recon Wildlands is a four-player co-op game, which you don't have. You can play. I've played 400 hours of Ghost Recon Wildlands by myself mm-hmm. and, and what it's system been great both I've, I've put maybe 350 hours on xbox and, and i haven't gotten 50 hours on ps4 yet but i've done a lot what are you going to get breakpoint on both systems not right away what are you going to get first i'll get xbox first we get 300 plus hours on xbox why wouldn't you get xbox <laughs> what plus i'm i like getting my achievements mm-hmm but if you're saying you'll get breakpoint, then I, I might think I might I might, might have to, to to go there because it looks pretty freaking awesome. Even though I've kind of tried to limit my exposure so I don't find out too much because mm-hmm. I I like to be surprised and they cover stuff so freaking. Yeah, but then you get it and you're like, oh man, this sucks. Not saying it's, it's going to, but it's true. It's it's a gamble. Um. All right. What else do we got? Anything else to say on Call of Duty? What's your favorite Call of Duty? Modern Warfare 2. Uh, campaign, multiplayer, zombies. Just as a whole? Um, as a whole, I don't have one. I think Black Ops 1 had the best campaign. I thought that was really fun. The best multi- multiplayer was Modern Warfare 3, and that's because I was the best at that. And Black, uh, the Black Ops series has the best zombies. Yeah. Wait, was well, there even on, zombies? They, they only have zombies. Black Ops is the only one. Well, the... the World they at have War. Infinite Warfare had Warfare. World at War had zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you said your favorite was Modern Warfare 2. And I would pick that as well over Modern Warfare because they added the Spec Ops. That was so fun. Those are big, big, big Brother and stuff. Oh, yes. my gosh. Lots of fun. Um, but, yeah. Um, it anyway. might be just because that was the first one I I was exposed to. Sure. And I was I only had to be my brother, and we didn't really play online. So, like, we just played those missions all the time. Yeah. If they came out with a Call of Duty with all four, a campaign, zombies, spec ops, co-op missions, 
and then the campaign. Yeah, multiplayer. With all four, I'd get another Call of Duty. I would too, yeah. That That's quite the... What if they did it in stages? Like, what if they brought one of those as DLC later? That Cause paid that's a for lot DLC? Of, that's a lot of content. Yeah, that's a lot of content. I don't think they're just going to add in with $60. I mean, I $60. I've given up paying $60 for a game to turn around and pay $60 for a season yeah, I pass. I agree. Yeah. I don't, oh I, well, I can't say that. I paid, I've bought... Gears of War 3, about that season pass. I generally don't buy DLC either, but there's been times when I have. Like, I'm I'm almost ready to buy the Spider-Man DLC because mm-hmm. mm. it's... Uh, it's good, but you once you pay for it, I feel like you're s- subjected to spending so much time sure. on it. Sure. I mean, I guess it just depends on how you, how you value it, if it's worth the mm-hmm. money for you. If you're getting... Like, I'm having a lot of fun playing through Spider-Man New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. It's it's I just and it's almost like the story I don't really even care about. Such a beautiful it's all game. the combat and just the side stuff is what was really fun. The story was just kind of it was fine, mm-hmm. but I agree it's it's one of the best looking games out out there. And even though God of War was really good, it looked really good too. If you like that kind of environment, mm-hmm. I didn't play the new one. You should. All right little bit of a change of pace but kind of going back with the movies so relevant magazine which i am not familiar with um they did a story that i saw that uh there's a movie theater in i believe it was switzerland they've got something called luxury bedroom theater now what this is is i don't know like 15 maybe less 12 maybe beds in a movie theater to where the idea is you pay a premium price and you can lounge like you were at home in bed in front of the big movie theater screen. Mm-hmm. And it's maintained kind of like a hotel. After every showing, sheets are changed. It's all, the theater's cleaned up. The price, which they stated as $50, included concessions. Oh. So you get, mm. you get whatever. If you get a popcorn and a drink at a movie theater with the tickets that we have now, like I paid for in-game, it's almost, it's like 30, it's 40 bucks. $50 was not that bad. For one person though, right? Probably for one person, It's yeah. pricey, but it's, I could see it. So is there, what are the, is it one person per bed? I'm guessing it's probably two would be the max. So is it, it's $50 per, per person, person. With concessions included. Man, that's so kind of hefty. My, I just don't think, if I want to watch a movie in bed, I just stay home. In front of the TV. But you said it's in Switzerland, right? It is. And that's in 50 U.S. dollars? Yeah. Do they make more I, money? I think they... It it's would, probably fairly close. I've, well, I think it, they converted it. Hmm. Oh. That's like what it would cost if they did it here. So the whole story to me is just so weird. Because then I'm thinking, well, what if there's shenanigans? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's no different than a hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, because it is being cleaned. But it almost turns into... You know, let's say you're you're back here and you see these people banging. What do you do? <laughs> what do yeah. you do? You know, it's almost like an amateur. You throw porn. your popcorn at them. Because I think I have one time had to tell people, like, go ask a whatever they're called, that one of the workers like, yeah. um, that they staff, one of the employees, to uh, to quiet down somebody else, and just because I really wanted to enjoy the movie and it was like a whole crowd of teenagers and I'm not about to go up there and sure. say something to That's them myself. Funny. Get beat up. It's funny that you say that because 
you're 21 years old yeah and you're at i that i like that it just surprises me well because that would be I appreciate my, my movies i think no, it might have even been a star wars you movie have too. to because they're it's expensive to go to the i theater. paid for it yeah and um i just feel like it'd be so awkward if you worked there to have to go even for just sure. tell somebody to shut up in the first place but to be like hey uh so what's uh, what's going on over mm-hmm. here guys and you know it makes me wonder if there are rules like, oh yeah like no banging <laughs> <laughs> so would you would you go is this appealing to you guys at all no nope. just i would do it just to do it do but it like once. as far as like when i had a tv in my room before i moved out i would i was i would watch movies in my bed but i would have to sit on the edge of my bed because laying down just isn't comfortable it's like your neck is at a weird yes, position i agree and the other way i look at it is well what if i fall asleep or what if it's intense movie and I want to sit up? Because mm-hmm. I've told you guys, and I, I know I've said it on this show multiple times, I do not like going to the th- theater here in town with the really comfortable reclining right. chairs. Regal. I can't watch a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Especially a movie like Endgame or John Wick 3. That's so intense. I can't be relaxed and reclined with an intense movie like that. That's just me. Well... We went to, uh, I don't know what theater we went to, to go see John Wick. Oh, it was Jefferson. But it was, yeah. yeah the, um, we were sitting in those chairs, and I felt like I was too far up. Like, my back was straight, but, like, I wanted to recline a little bit. Sure. And as the movie went on and got better, I think back to it now, I completely forgot about it. Like, I didn't yep. even care because I was so invested in the movie. But starting out, it was a little uncomfortable. And with those chairs at the theater here, the Regal, you you can put your feet up, but you don't have to recline all the way back, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. Which would Once be you get to a, a certain plus. point your legs come up. Yeah. Because of the So I I don't I don't think I would ever go uh, like you said, maybe go once just to well, see. It's Switzerland. What so it's you like. go to Switzerland and you're like, Hey, this happens to be here. We got a couple of bucks sure. laying around. If the US opened something like this, if Fort Wayne opened a theater and had something like this, there's just nothing to that about it that appeals to me. I don't think I trust people that much. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's expensive. Maybe Again. it's expensive because people who just have fifty bucks lying around are probably m- mature enough to not do that kind of stuff. Sure, in the but I mean, at the same time, every hotel you've ever stayed in probably don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> had don't someone say it. in there doing that. <laughs> yeah. So a decent transition. Um, they're opening a Taco Bell hotel in. I think it's U.S. based. I'm Taco not sure. Bell has really been opening up their marketing because they uh, they just put out a women's swimsuit. Really, I didn't know about that one. Yeah. Is well, it so themed or what? It, I, well, the swimsuit. Has I failed like to pic- see how pictures of either the sauce packets or like actual tacos on it. Huh. But so uh, Taco Bell Hotel. Yes. Well, I don't so know a lot of details on it. Just that where, obviously where? they. I don't know. I can't. It's it might be um, somewhere in California. Okay. Maybe. But uh, it's, it just seems like people wouldn't go there to stay as a hotel. They would just go because it's the Taco Bell Hotel. Sure. I, I do not like themed hotels. And as I say that, I don't know if I've ever been to a themed hotel. Yeah. But I just like like luxury, you know? Mm. I don't want, you know, a, like the Star Wars Hotel that's opening up in Orlando. Your high know. maintenance? Your high I don't know if I'm high well, maintenance, but I'd, I like <laughs> to feel like I'm living... The high life. I mean, high I go out of my house. My house isn't isn't crazy like Luxurious. extravagant. Yeah, exactly. So like, go. I want to go somewhere that has like I want to poop and see 
see the the streets of New York City, <laughs> you know, from like the hundredth floor. Sure. Yeah, but you're not going to a hotel. Well, I mean, wherever you're going, wherever you're going to stay in a hotel, you're not going just for the hotel. There's more to that. It depends well, for where on, you're at. Yeah. It depends on why you're staying in the hotel. I mean, to me, that part of staying in the hotel is like half the fun of wherever you're going. Sometimes people go for business too. Like I just went recently. I had to stay at a hotel. Up and um, it, I, f- I think it was quality some something com- comfort. quality La Quinta comfort something oh com- comfort, comfort in and comfort it's in. just it's not comfort in is a part of the Hilton chain. Well, it's not luxurious. Let me tell you. No, that. it's pretty base. So how do, how was it? Oh, it it wasn't. <laughs> it was a hotel, I guess. I mean, I would rather be at my house. Obviously, it was nothing. Nothing fancy. So if you're gonna do a hotel for both of you, you'd you'd want something that you definitely prefer over your house. If you were gonna do a hotel, is that what you're saying? You say I want it nicer than my house. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, because I have a a very modest one bedroom apartment that doesn't feel luxurious at all. I mean, yeah, but it's home. Still my it's still my apartment. It's home to me. But mm-hmm. sometimes you just wanna feel a little up. Want to get out? Yeah. Alrighty, um, moving on to, Dalen, you brought up a couple topics and we can get to them. Um, you talked about meal services hmm. and uh, what 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 about them exactly? Um, well, recently I was looking into doing one. I've been trying to up my lifestyle, kind of not lifestyle. Um, nutrition? Nutrition, just everything about health, basically. And uh, meal services would be a good way to fairly cheaply get healthy food ready to go because like i get home i go to the gym i'm at the gym for like a solid hour and a half usually two hours and that's four times a week so there's not a ton of time to to come home cook dinner eat it and do whatever i want to do and then go to bed at like nine o'clock right you guys ever done meal services i've never even looked into it because it sounds expensive to me and then i'm thinking you pay x amount for these meals which is fine, mm-hmm. but it's not a grocery service, so you still have to buy certain groceries that you're that right. you need that you're not getting with these. So then I'm thinking, well, by the time I buy the essentials groceries and then do meal service, that could really get pricey. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe I would rather just buy what I needed. Now I'm no good cook, and even the stuff that I do cook probably isn't good or even like it's just plain like i don't have you know a, a main entree and two sides I, sometimes i just make an entree mm-hmm. and that's good enough so i don't think i would ever do it me and my girl by food food surfaces you mean like you're ordering well, there's blue, blue, blue apron, apron there's, fresh time yep um we did fresh time before yeah we've done fresh time we didn't like we we did like that there there's one fully vegan one that we did back when she wanted to go vegan. Yeah, go vegan. That mm-hmm. didn't last long. Definitely didn't last long for me. Yeah. Can't stand tofu. Well, you got to you need protein. Yeah. Or exactly. you can get you can can get protein, but it comes back to how much time do you want to spend going out cuz you got to eat a lot more like nuts and berries sure. or sure. That's the thing with those food surfaces, you may get the food, you know, they're mm-hmm. going to send you recipes and the the whole shebang. But then there's also what Brett said. There's going to be some essentials that they're not always going to send you. And then you still have to take time 
to make that. That's just dinner too. So you got to consider breakfast, lunch, right. snacks. I mean, whatever you want to bring to work the next day. Like it's not going to send you a bag of chips with it too. But I think that, so I bring it up because Dinnerly is what I'm looking into. It's What's it called? Dinnerly. Dinnerly, okay. It's about like, I think it's advertised as five four ninety nine a meal, mm-hmm. which is pretty good for a, a main course and two sides. Four ninety nine a meal. Yes. So, so do they send one meal at a time, or like one day at a time, one well, week I, at a time? I just got it this morning, or I um, just looked at it this morning, and it um, they send you. You can subscribe to different services, but yeah. the one, the base one, is for two people. So it's two servings. They send an entire box of three of those one on a Monday or Tuesday, and then you have that for the week. Okay. But um, for me, I think I usually just cook chicken every single night. So yeah. like, it's it's good, it's good for you, and I, I'll have sides and stuff. It's cheap and buy. too. It's it is cheaper. Cheap. Yeah, you get a I mean, you can get organic three pound bag of chicken for eight, six bucks. Yeah, you know. And um, but like, if I don't want chicken every single night, because like my girlfriend has complained about it's getting a little bland, and it is because we just fry it and we get mashed potatoes and do you season else. it at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, no matter how much seasoning you put on it, it's still chicken. Sure. So um, we went to Blue Apron one time because I had this uh, this deal. It's like 10 bucks a meal, which is a little pricey for me. But we had this deal, and it was about half price. We tried it, and it was super good. It was really well packaged. I mean, everything was in there. Um, cooking it was fun because you had the right amount of every ingredient you needed. Mm-hmm. And then, um, obviously, it tasted fantastic. A Blue, Ra- Blue Apron tends to get pretty advanced in their their like meals. what they have yeah yeah that's a what I was lot saying. of variety and kind of just your stuff you would never think to make for yourself mm. and that's that's why we liked it quite a bit it's, yeah. it's too expensive for us to do every night but if dinnerly can do like not just even hamburgers i mean because you got to go out every single meal if you want something new you have to plan for it you got to get get the ingredients hope that you're going to need the ingredients again because if you right. get a seasoning it's that just, you like you throw away 80 yeah. percent of it yeah I guess that's my biggest thing for it is yeah, trying yeah. new things. Yeah. Well, what you could do, you could try that one and you can try any others and then bring it all home. I mean, you can always cancel your memberships and bring it all home and you could try all these different seasonings and spices and recipes well, on your with your the own your own stuff that you buy. That's true. I mean, you'd have to go out and rebuy a lot of the seasonings cuz like I said they only give you if it, if a recipe calls for a fourth yeah, of a clove. they're only sending like tiny It's a fourth cups. of a clove. Yeah. But we saved Blue Apron has the sheets. It's not electronic. It's on a printed out piece of paper, and we still have some of those. But, like, we have never gone out and gotten the stuff for them just because you have to buy stuff. It's not bulk, but you can't really buy it for just one meal, and it takes a lot. you got to know what, what you're getting. Some stuff takes, like, like red, red wine vinegar or whatever it is. <laughs> and, I mean, that's nothing crazy. I just can't think of all the other You know, how often do you use that? Right. I mean, we've got a bottle on a cabinet we've had for a long time. Uh, the the summer months are better for me because I I finally got a grill. Oh and yeah, and I'm gonna start grilling. I honestly I eat out way more than I should, mm-hmm. and it's never like it's a lot of wings because I love wings. But now that I have this grill, I'll just I'll do a lot of chicken and do occasionally some red meat and um. I just, I really like grilled meat. That's so. a good thing to do, too. I mean, if you grill it yourself, it's a lot more healthy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even if you make chicken wings. And chicken wings on the grill, it's good stuff. Well, because they're not fried, then. Right. 
Um, now that just talking about that kind of goes into meal services. It's it is technically a subscription, and you wanted to talk about other subscription services. Kind of sort of what what exactly about them? So, not services so much as just brands that you would subscribe to. Okay. So, we all have iPhones. We do. And and Apple Watches. We, and AirPods. And AirPods, yeah. We are We're a cult. three Apple bitches. <laughs> are, yeah, basically. So, like, for example, that. Um, why would why would you not go out and buy something different? Well, back... So, I got my first iPhone in 2009 when you guys were 10 years old, 12 years old. And you mm-hmm. keep mentioning that. <laughs> Makes me feel old. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I got it, well, I I, I was with Verizon. Was that I, the first iPhone? When it it was out? not the first, but it was when AT and T was still the only carrier with iPhone. That's crazy to think that yeah. that was wow. a thing. Yeah. yeah, the first iPhone I ever had was the three G. Hmm. And the so three, the so one. there was one, two, three, and then three G. I believe that's how the the timeline oh, that, went. Yeah, maybe. So anyway, um, I after I had I had the three G and then I got the four and after the four I thought I'm gonna try something different, and I got something different and I didn't have that phone 36 hours before I took it back and got <laughs> net, got an iPhone. Do you remember what you had? I do, and could have been part of it. I got a Windows phone because mm. I was all in with with Xbox, and I was like, it's just a is a subpar smartphone. It just wasn't anywhere near the quality that I think Apple is. So I went back and I've had an iPhone ever since and I don't think I'll ever have anything but Apple. All all my stuff is now on an i on a your stuff Apple the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's kind of how they do it too. So for this example specifically, everything that you do is going to be tied to the company because they don't want you to go. Mm-hmm. So if you go out and buy a pair of pants, I only buy my pants from one place, but I can just as easily go out and buy it from a different places. It's sure. not that hard, at least for guys. But for Apple, they put up these walls that if you want to go outside of them, like if I want to get a different phone, I have to get rid of my my speaker, my headphones, my watch, and probably something else I can't think of. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else tied to my phone that I would technically have to get rid of. I just, I don't like when thing it's, it's almost like OCD. I don't like when things don't match. Right. Yeah. You know? So I do have a PC, which is not Mm -hmm. Apple or not Mm -hmm. Mac, you know? So I don't really care about that because I like my PC, but some stuff, it just, it bugs me when it doesn't match. Like I, then if you got a MacBook, imagine getting one and then how hard it would be to go back. Yes. Because it would just work so well. You got yes. a message on it and everything. And I have had iPads for years, too. Mm. Now, if I'm getting a tablet, well, obviously I'm going to get an iPad. When I was, when I wanted a smartwatch, and the reason I wanted, wanted it was more for the fitness part. Mm-hmm. Well, I know Fitbits are good, and I know there's lots of different actual smartwatches out there. Some of which are 30 bucks, and they exactly. track like the four basic things the you bare minimum. Need. Yeah. And when I thought, well, I don't want a real cheap one, so maybe I'll go with the the Fitbit Blaze was very similar to mm-hmm. an Apple Watch, but it was maybe two-thirds less or one-third less price. And I thought, well, if I'm going to pay that, just go with the iWatch, you know? Yeah. Or the, the Apple iWatch. Watch. I don't like calling it the iWatch. That's not correct. <laughs> those, yeah, the those Apple Watch. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Some stuff just has to match. It's funny though. My girlfriend had the Fitbit Plays, and I had had my my watch for a little while, and uh, she would use mine every once in a while just to like take a look at it, and I'd I'd check out hers, 
and it was just it was so weird going to obviously a different OS, but like it wasn't nearly as intuitive. Like you swipe up, it's just all these swipes and stuff. For that one, it was a lot of clicking, a lot of like navigation and stuff. It just wasn't as good, I guess. Yeah. Now, Dylan, we talked about this at work one day. You asked me why I didn't have Apple Music. Mm-hmm. And you brought up a good point that I didn't really have an answer for. I said that I liked having, I liked owning my music, which with Apple Music, you pay, what, $10 a month, yep. and you don't own your music. But you can download them to your device, correct? Mm-hmm. That's really cool because now you hear a song you like, just bam, you have it in seconds. Um, what I do, I like to own my music, and I also have pr- a pretty extensive digital movie collection. And I've, I've got it all through iTunes. And you brought up the point, well, I don't buy my music because when I'm dead, there's just going to be this digital collection just sitting mm. in a cloud somewhere that is no use to anybody. Or CDs home. even more. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And that's kind of why I got rid of my physical copies or 80% of my physical copies. I'm like, well, somebody's going to have to move all this crap when mm. I go if I don't sell them before then but they're nice to have though like i've nice recently gotten into vinyls i think vinyls are pretty neat having yeah that, i mean it can be a collectible for you it not saying be. you have to switch to apple and music it's very interesting to see the trends and as we get older because vhs is nobody nobody can stand vhs is now you probably do you guys even know what a vhs is yes have you ever seen one yes <laughs> have you ever seen a vcr mm-hmm. yeah so you had the VHSs, now you have DVDs. Places like Mega Replay here in town, the the place that gives cash for video games, all kinds of different electronic stuff, they have mountains of DVDs. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what are they going to do when DVDs are considered, you know, uh, obsolete? Because Blu-ray is kind of becoming the standard, and then you have 4K. And even even Blu-rays, I haven't bought a a, a Blu-ray, let alone a DVD, in. A really long time. I, I why is that? Well, I don't really buy a lot of movies, please. so that's one thing. But um, a lot of the ones I just have, I have from gifts, and I would only really buy it for a gift for somebody else. So I've got streaming services, and then I'd probably just rent it because if I went out and bought it, I'd watch it one or two times. It would sit there forever. I'd, I'd go back a year later and probably watch it again because sure. I've got like the whole Harry Potter. Um, What's it called when there's eight movies? Oh, heck. Yeah, whatever. Octology? Yeah, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but um, I've got that, and I haven't seen those since before I moved out, like of my parents' house, which yeah. it was a couple years ago. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what's funny about this place called Mega Replay here in town, half their gigantic store are shelves of DVDs. Mm-hmm. Imagine like, how much they have in the back. What are you going to do? What are you going to fill your shelves with? If you never, uh, if you have to get rid of all these DVDs, mm-hmm. what are you going to do with them? Throw them in a landfill somewhere, probably. Yeah. It's just, I'm like, I remember because they had a, a different location and I would go there and it was literally a tiny room. Mm-hmm. And then they expanded to one room over and then they moved locations and it's this enormous room. It's pretty big, yeah. Where the whole left side, when you walk in the door, are racks and racks and racks of DVDs. Mm hmm. And it's like, I don't know about this. Well, yeah. then what about the re- the right side of that store, too? Because there's you have super old 
games. You have DS you games. You have Nintendo 64 games. There's a fine line there between retro and just old. And yeah, so, like, like, I wouldn't go buy a CD, but I would buy a vinyl. Yeah. So they have racks of, you know, uh, so PS2 and original Xbox mm-hmm. and then Xbox 360 and PS3 and then PS4 and Xbox One. And they have those racks of physical games. And what's interesting about that is that this generation, far more than any of the previous, obviously because of technology, you have the option of buying a physical copy or the digital copy. Mm-hmm. And I have not bought one physical copy in the Xbox One PS4 generation. It's all been digital. And so what's interesting to me is I know people still do buy physical, and I think part of the reason why is maybe they don't have the best internet where they are, so downloading a game could take a week or two. Mm -hmm. That's true, yeah. If a game is 65 gigs, you know, that could mm -hmm. really take some time. There is one thing that I want to point out, and that's when No Man's Sky first came out. Patches. That that, yet granted, that was what? Two years ago, it was a bit uh, ago, yeah. yeah. But when yeah. it first came out, it was, I think it was definitely overhyped, and that was the first mm-hmm. digital game that I had gotten for mm-hmm. PlayStation Four, four. And I wish I got a physical copy because I would have returned it. Same. Now yes. it's sitting I'm in my so library, upset. and I don't want to even try it. Can you return games when they're opened? Well, you, you can. You just sell. You it. could sell it to make a yeah, replay. I mean, so yeah. like you could get a portion yeah, of it. GameStop or anyone. Sure, or, uh, mm. t- you, that makes total sense. When you buy digital. That's it. You own it. You ain't getting rid of it. And I kind of wish Microsoft would incorporate, or the Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, whatever, would incorporate a like a trade-in window. Like mm-hmm. and within the first 24 hours, you buy a game and you hate it, you can get 50% on the dollar back. That's true. But yeah. at the same time, the only reason they have to do that is to do something nice for their customers. Yeah. Because they just make the sale. You know, now again, they combat that with Game Pass and services mm-hmm. like Game Pass because you don't have to pay for it. You've already technically paid for it. So it's it's a very fine line to with with games that, you know, they can't put every game on Game Pass because of uh, licensing and stuff like that. So I, I get it. And it's just I, for the convenience of owning digital. That's a risk you take mm-hmm. with when buying digital. It's either going to be good or not. And have you played No Man's Sky since? Because I heard it's a lot better now. Nope. I don't even want to try it. I tried it, but I didn't notice. <laughs> Just burn. Yeah. <laughs> well. Are you, you going to buy Apple Music now because you have Game Pass? No. Why? I don't know. I don't if know If you're going to pay $120, I guess <laughs> you I, might as well just. I'm trying to cut down on monthly subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I have too many. Like, I got rid of Netflix a while ago. I got rid of Hulu. The only streaming service that I pay for is Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. which I pay yearly, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, Sling TV. I do pay for Sling TV. I mainly do that during football season because mm-hmm. I watch NFL Red Zone, mm-hmm. but uh, and and here in the spring for the NHL playoffs. But the rest of the time, I really I don't watch that much TV. I think the music's great. I listen to music probably every day for quite a bit and uh on apple music yeah on, on apple music and if i want to go out and there's a song my friend showed me i don't have to listen to like a five minute snippet or a five second snippet or go on youtube and look it up i can add it to my library right then and there and you can make playlists for people yep. yeah yeah i mean it makes total sense i just i didn't want an, another because mm-hmm. i <laughs> i do pay for 
basically having insurance for my license to carry mm-hmm. in case I should have to use it. Oh, yeah, that would, That's yeah. monthly? That's monthly. Wow. Now, what's interesting about that is you could go 30 years never having to draw your weapon on anybody, and mm-hmm. you've paid $10 a month for 30 years. I've never gotten in a wreck. Never had to use my insurance well, I, in my exactly. car. I mean, I mean, it's a whole thing. Yeah. So, But it's just one of those things. You, you're glad you have it when you need it, but you may mm-hmm. never need it. Well, for... For Apple Music, I I probably I might have thought a lot harder about it if I wasn't a student because it's like five bucks. Sure. And uh, even after you graduate, if you put in your your ID, you can have it for another year because it doesn't check it more right. than once a year. So like, if it was ten fifteen bucks, I'd probably really debate getting on a family plan or just trying like Pandora with ads or something. You sure, know? sure. Now I've never tried Spotify or Pandora. It's decent. I don't know that Apple has like an algorithm. You can't pick your songs though, right? It's just like a Only style. if you pay monthly. You pay monthly. Yeah. You can make playlists on at least for Pandora and I think Spotify as well. Like and with specific cite, songs? Yeah. It'll okay. go through songs, but then they'll also put in other ones as well. So you're not uh, going to just, if you put in five songs, it's not going to go through those five. Can you skip past the songs you don't want? With ads. And I think you can with have like ads. five skips a day or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, We'll we'll touch on one last thing, and uh, because the three of us work retail, I was going to bring up retail. Yeah. And was there anything specific you wanted to say about working retail? Now, oh, let's start with this. How long have the two of you worked retail? Since 2016, so five years. Okay. Almost two years, but I was in, like, a, uh, I worked at Bob Evans before that for a year. So you did some hospitality. Right. I've worked retail for, what is it now, 13 years, Wow! and <laughs> nothing ever changes. <laughs> so I left retail for three years, and I came back, and I'm almost at my one-year anniversary of coming back, and I bring it up because Dylan and I worked today, and we kind of volunteered to go in because we were having a big visit, and... It, it being the holiday weekend. We are recording on Saturday. We're going to release this on Monday. So the holiday weekend, it's a grilling holiday. People le- leave this town to go to the lakes. Big business is done on Memorial Day weekend before Monday. So Dylan and I went into work, and we volunteered to go in to do basically be what's called a stockman, which is kind of the gopher that we we push carts from the lots uh, from the parking lot to the door and help people with carryouts just kind of the low man on the totem pole because mm-hmm. they didn't have any and they were looking for people so we volunteered on the basis that we would strictly be doing that do that we we didn't want to be in our departments uh dylan a little bit more than me but i was too is freaked out by big wig visits and we were having one today um, but, uh, we just were, we wanted to stay outside. Otherwise we were going to be off today. It was our day off. Well, I go in, we go in at seven o'clock. I'm not even through the back doors and I was asked to go basically do what my job is. You weren't even on the clock. Yeah. Hmm. And the, the manager that asked, I could tell she was stressing the F out and I feel for her. But it just really irked me that the whole point of coming in on my day off was to do this certain job that now I was being asked not to do. And when I thought about it, I understand her position and that 
she's got to walk the store with this this big wig but it just really it really irritated me and i was just angry and then i thought about like <laughs> you know it it probably wasn't worth getting as mad as i did and it really should not surprise me i i should have realized all all hands on deck this morning on Saturday morning before a holiday when he's coming in I should have expected it and probably should have pulled the plug on Friday but mm-hmm. I didn't so well no said no never mind yeah I mean yeah. we probably could have got out of it fairly easy mm-hmm. but uh you know I don't like saying no when help they, is needed when they ask me to because I have a certain reputation that I've built up over my years and even at this store that I haven't even been at a year and I like having that reputation, but there's also the possibility of being taken advantage of because of that mm-hmm. reputation. I feel you are have that reputation as well. You don't have the tenure that I have, but you're seen kind of the same way that I've seen. There's the three of us are department managers and we are counted on to basically run the store as a whole, the group of department managers really run the store and the managers above us have less, uh, have a macro view of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't even know That's why I got into it. all this other than why I, I was just frustrated. But in your retail experiences, does anything stand out? Just that. I've always, I've said for a while everybody should have to work retail even if if it's for a month like not even in cleaning toilets just dealing with other people. So you can tell when you talk to a customer if they've worked retail or not, or if they're mm-hmm. just like a decent person, basically. Yeah. Like yeah. At first, their question, the way they ask it, it's like, oh, so you've never had to, you've never been on my side before, you've never been talked to before. So I mean, work. I mean, it was not long ago when I wasn't working. I wouldn't come into the store and be an ass to somebody, but like you get people all the time who come in and they ask you a question. You might not know it and you like do what you can to figure it out and they just get really pissy with you. The, the one that gets me every time is when I have a customer who asks for an item and I tell them we don't have that item Mm -hmm. and because they were in last week and saw quote, quote unquote, saw the item, they know we have it. Whereas I'm here 40 hours a week, Mm -hmm. I know, especially when it's an item in my department, I know as a department manager what items I have, or more specifically, (laughs) what items I don't have. And for you who come in, who comes in once a week to tell me that you know better what I have, just burns me up. Mm -hmm. Or when they take it as a a personal insult on them, like, oh, you don't have this Lay's potato chip flavor that I want. (laughs) Screw you, buddy. (laughs) Yes. Anything to add, Dylan? I think what I take from working retail after five years, and I'm sure you have something even grander after 13, um, is my realization of how imperfect we are and our jobs depend on the imperfect, I don't know what, the imperfection in me. You need to work retail because are you, you talking? It's okay. Try to. No, I ha- I was thinking of this this whole time you guys were talking. <laughs> Is it kind of like how you can do a bust your ass one day, you come back the next day, and something happens? And it's happens? all reset. 
Yeah, and it's it's, it's it, still on you. Work in retail, you learn how to talk to people. You mm-hmm. learn how to shut up and listen, especially when you get customers, just like you had said, Brett. It burns you, but I guarantee you, you did not show it on your face. You didn't make any movements. You didn't say anything. It's just, you know, I'm sorry about that. Have a nice day. And then they walk management. off. Yeah, and you sit there thinking, and it, like what you said, Dalen, is it's very clear to see who hasn't worked retail. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you said, you said it, Brett. Because that happens all the time. Yeah. The, the, we always get people like that that come up to us. That we tell them, no, we don't have this, or I can't help you right now. I'm helping someone else. And it's always an eye roll, always, oh, never mind. And then they walk up frustrated. Storm but off, they've yeah. never been in our shoes. And it, it really, it, in a way, it humbles me because I don't want to act like that when I go shopping. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that part or up. Or anything, because, because you don't know what they're going through. If I go into a retail store... I do not want to talk to an employee mm-hmm. and especially somewhere like Meyer, Kroger, Walmart, and especially with, I don't know about Meyer or Kroger, but we have an app, the Walmart app mm-hmm. now. And I just said where we work, but I've said it before. <laughs> it's okay. Sure. The app we have, <clears throat> it links to the specific store. And if you type in an item, it will tell you the aisle that it's in. It won't tell you the exact location, but it'll tell you the aisle that it's in. And so what I do when people come up and ask me if we have an item that I don't know, I use the app. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm glad this exists because I don't like to bother employees when I go into a store. I know they're working. Now, if they say to me... Can I help you? Exactly. I'll be like, no, I'm all right. Or, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I'm actually, I cannot find this. Can you point me in the or general if I direction? I just can't find it, yeah. But I... I I don't want to have to, to. I don't want them to have to stop what they're doing to help me because I'm too stupid, and that's I shouldn't say too stupid. I'm mm-hmm. incapable of finding it on my own. Mm-hmm. So that's just my view. But I think that's another thing that's poisoning the society because how these people act in stores, how they're going to act outside of the store, and this lack of confront confrontation, not confrontation, but conversation between an employee of any industry and the consumer. You know, this app is just taking them away from having sure. to talk it's, to people. It's, uh, yeah, you're right about that. And, you know, say you get an old lady that gets mad at you or say she has a really bad, rough start to her day. And right at the end of your shift, you're just ready to leave. She asks you a question and she didn't have that app. She's She just takes all her frustration out on you. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going with that either. <laughs> well, huh. you, you were saying that the the app removes kind of the interaction yes with customers and um i'm not really sure where you were going with that either. i don't either <laughs> but uh i mean I, I get what you're saying and if we if we mingle with consumer employee like do it more be yeah, better at it yes i, I, I mean I, we're yeah. good at it but there's the consumer the the people who aren't working they're not they're not getting paid to smile they're not getting paid to act nice we, I mean, we kind of. I, I mean, yeah. Cause I hope you guys aren't. I I try and be friendly and upbeat I'm anytime. Not, I I'm probably not as good as I used to be. When I worked electronics, I talked to customers all day long. Mm-hmm. Now I don't talk to that many customers, but I try to be nice. And mm-hmm. when I say I, I'm probably not overly nice, but I'm not rude or you know curt, whatever you want to say. Like, hey, I'm, I'm fast. This is I'm like, your answer. They're like, hey, can you tell? It's always a grocery item because mm-hmm. I'm on the grocery side of the store. Can you tell me where this is? I'm like, yep. And I'll take them right to it, show them, and 
they'll say thanks usually and i say no problem have a good day and that's that's the end you mm. know? see i tend to sugarcoat it a little nicer yeah i get i get told that i'm way too nice to yeah. people and i say it myself i'm way too nice and i think that's when you get that old lady that's really mean it does bug me a lot it, you because take it I'm trying really like, hard yeah. to be nice to you. you, you you've you never met me before. You don't know anything about me. Exactly. And you think you can be mean to me? I think when I was, before I was a part manager, I um I was super nice and I constantly talked to people or um to help uh, customers that came in. And it wouldn't be like conversations, but it'd be a lot of like oh, some back and forth and like uh, I'd help them out. And then I'd ask, oh, can you help me find this other thing? And my job was basically zone the area and help customers so i had no problem with it but now that i'm constantly busy doing stuff and there's a lot more on my shoulders it's it's harder to do and i I'm get i get much more annoyed so like if somebody's going to be crappy to me i'm more likely to be a lot crappier back yeah it uh it's the the times i, I keep coming back to the times have changed from when I first started, especially once I got into a service department like electronics. Mm-hmm. I got into electronics in 2004. There were no smartphones with apps in 2004. So when people came in, they really needed help. Mm-hmm. But when I go, when I, I'm not over that side of the store now, but occasionally, like I was a little bit today, it's just, I would be frustrated even more today because I know these questions could be answered if they just tried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They tried themselves. There's some people you get who want to, they want you to be their shopper. So it's one thing after another and they're on different sides of the store. And yes. it, it's basically like, just give me a list and I can just point them all out. To and you. honestly, if you wanted a personal shopper, that's what we the, have the pickup services oh are for. But I don't know how to work a computer or something you, stupid like I that. I guess you're going to try to work a computer. You, this is where you live. You want this item. I mean, you got to do something to do it. Yeah. Might be a little rude or mean, but. I mean, I never say it. I, I literally, you know, I appreciate them shopping at our store and spending money because that's why I have a job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's just uh, my two cents. I don't know if we've ever like Alex and Josh and I, I don't think we've gone in depth on retail, but I was curious just to see how what you guys thought because retail has changed since i started it's it's way different amazon has changed the landscape of brick and mortar Mm. stores and i think walmart is kind of slow to embrace the changes they've they've kind of put more emphasis on the pickup services they the ogp which is online grocery pickup that josh and alex refuse to use any (laughs) any of them even though alex hates grocery shopping they were like last out of Meyer and Kroger to to incorporate those services. And I thought that was a major mistake because they're the largest retailer in the world. They I, I don't know why they, they were so late to pick it up, but mm-hmm. they had to do it. And our store doesn't do a lot of volume from what I hear, but it's a big thing. It's getting up. Is it, it? Yeah. I know the my old store, they do just a ton, just so much. And uh, they have a hard time keeping up sometimes. I think we're getting delivery too. Yeah, we do hear that. Uh, Walmart's, depending on the market, is one of those. It's basically waiter on the way or Uber mm-hmm. Eats for your house. But groceries. Yeah, groceries, yes. Well, and there could be some other consumable stuff. I guess that's true. If you want to get a bed, you could probably have a Walmart truck come deliver you yeah. a bed. It, it's a third party. It is a third okay, party. Okay, well. We, the Walmart associates are not delivering groceries to your house 
a third party will do it. And I'm curious to know the details of that because mm-hmm. what if you're not home, you know? Do they leave it on the doorstep and what if it's cold stuff? What if they have a question about something after they already get it? Well, and Amazon did talk about there is a service or at least there's going to be of that, but they do put it in your house. They put it in your house. They take it inside, inside your, your house. house. Oh. And I don't know the specifics of whether you're home or not and how they get in and all that crap. I think it's a certain lock. I think I, it was an Amazon yeah, I remember lock. something about a lock too. But I don't want to know strangers coming to my house when I'm not yeah, there. Yeah, no. I mean, I guess maybe because when I got my phone, I ordered it for AT&T. I did the whole like service thing. It was kind of weird, but it worked. And um, I was waiting every day I got off work to go see if my phone was in my mailbox because it's a $1,000 phone. going to get I mean, jacked, yeah. Yeah, because somebody takes that. There's almost no way that I can prove that I don't have it. You know, I, I'd, I'd be out. Yeah, but isn't a certain dollar amount, don't they have to have somebody sign for it? They didn't have anybody to sign That's for crazy. It. Yeah. I didn't get, have mine, or I didn't have to sign for mine. Wow. Nobody had to answer the door. He probably knocked a bit, but I went out there one day, and I was really excited for it, and I checked in the mailbox just to see it was in the mailbox. It was in a bigger box, so you probably couldn't have been able to tell, yeah. but there's um, stuff all over the internet of people who go up to porches, check oh, mailboxes, sure. take it out, and just walk away with it. And people do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I do prefer, and I don't know the the rules in the like FedEx or UPS, but I like it when they leave it at the office of my apartment complex. Well, as if you live in a apartment If you complex. have yeah. a, a you complex can with an office. You yeah. yeah, I'm sure you could. I just I don't know what their policy is as far as special instructions or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we got to get out of here. Oh, yeah. Anything else, guys? Can't think of anything. I don't have anything. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to do the plugs badly because Josh always does them. Um, So, like I said, we're recording on Saturday. There will be no precast or YouTube video on Monday, Memorial Day. So, if you're listening to this on Memorial Day because you can't listen to it any sooner, have fun, be careful, don't drive drunk. Mm -hmm. Um, We will be back next, the following Monday on uh, Facebook for the precast Facebook Live at... I think it's six, six o'clock Eastern. We do that now. And then on YouTube for the main show at six thirty Eastern, right around there. And so, and of course we're on all our social medias. We'll post all about that. Uh, Facebook.com slash PTO unlimited. I can't say them all. I'm going to screw them up. So just Google PTO unlimited because we're on everything. And thank you for all the likes, subscribes, listens, all that. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm Brett underscore wings. There's Q underscore kitty as Alex and there's Lemke six one nine for Josh. Do you guys have any social media to plug? Nope. I'm not a big social media guy. That's right. Okay. Um, on a final note, I always have a final note. Um, Dale and I mentioned to you about buying that car. Yeah. So I thought it was dead in the water. Like I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I dug a little deeper, and I am this close to buying what is I consider is an attainable dream car for Ooh. me. I I told you about it today, and tell you what it was. You, I thought you mentioned that you weren't getting it. Well, I thought I wasn't until I dug a little deeper here. Right today, after work. Right after work. Yeah. So it's a Ford Mustang, and it's it's a V8, and I've always loved Mustangs. But I've always needed a relatively economic car. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I've just, it's always been a, well, maybe someday when Is I it have. Is the gray one? 
It's silver. Okay. So maybe someday when I have a little extra disposable income, I don't want it as a daily in, in Indiana because you mm-hmm. can't really drive those in the winter, nor would I really want to. It's a sports car. It's com- it's total for fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I'm getting ready to pay off my current car. I know the guy who owns this. It's just kind of happened. Perfect circumstances. I'm hoping I can make it happen this week. So we'll find out. But I'm going to be, it's going to be the best summer of my life yeah, if I geez. get this car. <laughs> I don't know if I could imagine owning two cars. I mean, my car's dead. It's basically dead right now. But dang, that'll be pretty nice. It'll be fun. Even if I surely would hope I could afford to keep it for longer than the summer. But mm-hmm. worst case scenario, I only have it for the summer and I have to trade it in or sell it. Yeah. It's going to be fun as hell. I've what, never had a fast car. What year is it? 2010. Have you ever had a fast car? I've drove my car fast. I've had a Lumina. I've had a Buick. Or a, yeah, the Sabre. And then I've had my Volkswagen. Have you, uh, do you know how to drive a manual transmission? I've I know how, but I never have. Learned once. That was it. Did, when you learned, like, was it your car? No, it was my dad's truck, and I got stuck on the highway, and <laughs> I refused to learn after that. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's yeah. scary. It's it's scary until you, like anything, until you know how to do mm-hmm. it well. Well, everybody behind you is like, come on, jackass, get out of my way. Yeah. You can't drive? Depending on the vehicle, um, my I, I owned a, a manual transmission when I was 17 years old. It was a little 1993 Cavalier, and yeah, I mean... Once you, you have to learn the car because mm-hmm. every manual transmission and car is different. Once I learned it, it was almost like I didn't know how not to do it. And when I got the car after that was automatic for like the first couple of weeks, I would go to step on the clutch. I'm like, oh yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if I, if, uh, we'll see if that happens. I'll be ecstatic. Mm-hmm. We hope I'll it take, does. I'll take you, we'll go to lunch in it and someday. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right then. Um, I'm going to get out of here have fun with whatever your plans are because our weekend is just starting I do want to say thank you Brett and thank you Alex and thank you Josh oh yeah thank you guys so much this is really fun no problem thanks for coming have a good weekend guys bye